Okay, so tonight, Bezras Hashem, we're going to be continuing after a couple of weeks of not having it, the series of Shirim entering the Sea of Wisdom based on the teachings of the Goyen and the Tzaddik, Rav Yitzhak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. And again, the past few weeks, the past five or six weeks have been upwards from 90 pages each, so there has been a lot to review, and each page is filled with at least something that deserves our attention for an extended amount of time. What we're going to be looking at today is going to be one of the more exciting sections, if a person can say such a thing. And what's been happening is that there was a Makubal, and whose yard site was Vav, uh, Vav Tamuz. His name was Rav Chaim de la Rosa. Rav Chaim de la Rosa was the Machaber of the Sefer Taurus Chacham. He was the Taman Mufak of the Rashash. Now, the Taurus Chacham is unique in a number of ways because his sefer is just simply incomprehensible. It looks like a, a quantum textbook. Details upon details upon details written in shorthand without much elongation or expression. And there have been Sadiqim throughout the generations or Mikubalim throughout the generations who have seen the Taurus Chacham as the key to understanding the words of the Rashash, which in turn was the key to understanding the words of the Arizal. But it wasn't until the Rebbe and it's been expressed by numerous mechabrim and mechabri svarim that the Rebbe has the mafteach to the Sefer. That the Rebbe was the one who has the keys to understanding the Sefer in the proper way. Not only understanding the Sefer in the proper way, but understanding what the Sefer reveals. Arkadekach, that the Rebbe's base medrash is named after the Sefer. It's called Tarus Chacham. Now, one of the reasons, the explicit reason that the Rebbe's base medrash is named Tarus Chacham is because unlike the other Talmidim of the Rashash, the Taras Chacham was Matir, the Kavanos Hatvila, during Sira Saomer. And the Rebbe wanted to be able to daven with the Kavanos, so he named the base Medrash after Rav Chaim de la Rosa Sefer, the Taras Chacham. But those who have spent time in the Sefer understand that what the Taras Chacham does in relationship to the teachings of his teacher, the Rashash, in relationship to the teachings of the Arizal, is that what the, the Taurus Chacham comes and transforms the entire system and basically teaches us, as we're going to see today, that everything that exists from the beginning of history towards the end of history, from the moment of the primordial tzimtzum down to the coming of Mashiach. So the Arizal points out how this all happens from the beginning of time through till the end of time. That's the Eitz Chaim. The Eitz Chaim is teaching us what happens from the beginning through the middle towards the end the grand scheme of history, comes along the Rashash, and he says, that's true, but we also have to understand that this is happening in every Shemona Esrei, and this is happening in every Tefillah as well, that the entirety of history can be found in each and every day, and comes along the Taras Chacham, and he says, you're both right, but in truth, the entirety of history, the beginning towards the end, the Tzimtzum, the Kav, the Shvira, the Tikkun, the Partsufim, the Birurim, everything that we go through can be experienced in each and every moment that a person experiences life. From each and every breath, towards each and every step, towards each and every glance of the eye that a person experiences in this world, everything contains within itself the potential and the potency of everything imaginable to the point that if a person has eyes clear enough and a mind functional enough to pay attention, each and every moment contains enough to say that this is the purpose of my entire existence. That's what the Torah Chacham came to show us, that there is nothing in this world that doesn't contain everything within itself. 
And he shows it from the writings of the Rashash and from the writings of the Arizal. Now what the Rebbe sees in the Rashash on a certain level is the bridge, and we've spoken about this in the past, the bridge between the Torah of the Arizal and the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh takes place through the writings of the Rashash. That once we understand the writings of the Rashash and the Torah's Chacham, which teach us about the secrets of unity and how you can find all of existence in each and every particle of experience. So that leads us towards the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov, which tells us to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu in every moment. And there are other chidushim from the Torah's Chacham, including the notion of relativity and how nothing is absolute and everything is relative. Ideas that kind of revolutionize the notion of what Panimius the Torah is coming to tell us. The Torah's Chacham is, is the quantum physics of Kabbalah just incredible, incredible teachings. And it's been a closed book. And it would be a closed book without the Rebbe. And nowadays for the past, I believe it's been 60 weeks or so, but they started writing it, Rav Shmuel Ehrenfeld, the Rebbe's Talmud Mufak, has been writing on each simon, breaking the Sefer down into simonim, and explaining the pashtus of what each word means, then expanding it almost like an art scroll version for those of us who don't fully grasp the ideas. And then spending a few pages of showing how this chiddush of the Taurus of the Taurus Chacham, which looks like you know another language written in hieroglyphic, is in truth revealing the depths of Panimia Satyra and Chasidus to the extent that it revolutionizes the way a person lives their lives. When Rav Shmuel learns a sefer, Rav Shmuel lives the sefer. So apparently the story is that Rav Shmuel is walking around with volumes of the Taurus Chacham wherever he is printouts of the Torah's Chacham, next to his bed, next to, you know, his desk, at Chasanas, wherever it is, until we have the Torah's Chacham revealed in front of us. And that's what we have right now. And there's an element the Rebbe has spoken about in a few places, that the Torah's Chacham, the Rashash, and the Chidah, like many tzaddikim, wanted to bring Mashiach. And they made an effort to bring Mashiach in Beit El. The Rashash was the Rosh Hashiva of Beit El, the Torah's Chacham was his main Talmud. He didn't become a Rosh Hashiva because he was weak and he wasn't able to daven for the Amud. And the Chida was the Talmud of the Rashash as well. And the three of them, the story goes, got together in a particular place in Beit El Yeshiva, in an attic of sorts over there. And they were Miachid Yehudim. They took the time to prepare themselves to do what they needed to do, like other tzaddikim. And ultimately, the story goes that either something went wrong or something wasn't the right time. And it didn't manifest in the arrival of Mashiach. And there was a punishment. The Chida was punished with exile. As we know, the Chida had to leave Eretz Yisrael, travel throughout Europe, which is how we have so many of the beautiful Svarim we have of the Chida. The Rashash, there was Nigzar of Misa on him, and he did not live much longer. And the Taras Chacham, we're told, was punished with impoverishment to the extent that he had to write his Sefer so fragmentary because he didn't have enough money to buy ink or paper. And what the Rebbe points out is that we see these tikkunim in our own generation, that this klala is going away, symbolizing the fact that Bezrus Hashem, you know, as we all know, we're in the footsteps of Mashiach, that the Rashash, nowadays, the Sidurim are being printed left and right, the writings are being studied left and right, unlike ever before. The Chida was brought back to Eretz Yisrael to be buried properly. And the Tarus Chacham we see is that the Sefer is being understood more and more, and people are understanding the value of it more and more, as we can see in the various Perushim that have been put out, and in the Rebbe's work itself. 
So when we talk about the Taurus Chacham, it has to be understood the fact that we have the ability to look at an idea from the Taurus Chacham and see how it can apply to us is a nace in itself. For the Rebbe to take the teaching and reveal that it sits at the very core of who we are and what we do in Avedis Hashem is the nace of the Rebbe. So we're going to look at today is in the last pages of the of the packet, there's usually the Shir on Taurus Chacham. And so this is going to be Simen Samich Vav. Let me make sure I'm saying the right Simen. It's going to be Simen Samech Ches, Daf Yud Aleph Amen Aleph. And what the Taurus Chacham is discussing is the Aliyos Olamos, the elevation of the worlds that take place on Erev Shabbos. As the Arizal points out, and as I certainly don't understand, but I, I can read the words, that during the week and during the, the mundane time of the week, the worlds themselves that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has prearranged fall into darkness and concealment. The lower elements of the world of Asiya and Yetzirah fall into concealment, fall into disarray, fall into disquietude, where there's noises and there's fear, and we're stuck within the Beis HaKela. It's almost like an imprisonment of sorts where a person can't see the Kedusha of existence. And comes Erev Shabbos, there's an Aliyah. Those worlds begin to arise upwards to prepare us for what happens on the day of Shabbos itself, which is the Moichen of Chachma, and then Musaf of Shabbos, which are the Moichen of Keser, and then Shalashuddis, Rava de Ravin, which is really, other than Shavuos morning, the highest time of the week. And what the Torah's Chacham points out is that these 14 levels that go higher, the 10 spheros of Olam Ha'asiyah and the fourth spheros of Olam Ha'yitzirah, which were stuck in Klippa, they elevate themselves, they ascend back upwards on Erev Shabbos, which is the preparation for Shabbos. These are the Aliyos Ha'olamos. Now the Balatanya famously asks the Kasha on these words of the Arizal. He says, we're told that there's an Aliyos Ha'olamos on Erev Shabbos and the world is in a different state. So where exactly do we see that? When I look at the world, when I look at the street, when I look at food, when I look at myself, I'm the same person, I'm in the same level of existence and experience. So what happens there? So the Balatanya amazingly answers, he says that the Aliyah, the Arizal says, is the Pnimiyut. The Chitzonius of the Olamos don't go up. The external reality of the world doesn't change. Something that would negate Bechira. But what changes is the inner mindset of the individual. So if you want to understand where all of those Aliyos Olamos take place, they're mamish within the self. That if I choose to look differently at the world on Shabbos, that is the Aliyos Olamos. What the Taurus Chacham says is something incredible. The Taurus Chacham points out, based on a diuk in the writings of the Rashash, that these aliyos of Erev Shabbos, these three stages of aliyah, also take place during the week. They also take place during the week. When do they take place during the week? They take place by Shmona Esrei, by Chazar Sashas, and by Nefila Sapayim. That the world ascends back to the place that it's supposed to be. It goes up to Bina, then to Chachma, then to Keser. So what the Torah's Chacham points out basically is that all of the aliyos and all of the rectifications that take place on Shabbos are also taking place each and every day of the week. And that's going to be the Nakuda we're going to talk about. Because these two elements, these aliyos olamos, as the Rebbe is going to point out, are connected very much to redemption. They're connected very much to the Inyan of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Yud Dalid, the 14 levels, is Yud and Dalid, the Rebbe points out, is Rosh Tevos Yosef and David. Yosef is Mashiach ben Yosef, which is the first Aliyah. We ascend out of the darkness, but we're still not fixed yet. And then comes Mashiach ben David, which is fixing everything. These 14 ascensions that we associate with the coming of Mashiach 
are going to be connected Mashiach ben Yosef and Mashiach ben David. And they take place each and every day. They don't only take place on Shabbos. The world is not waiting for Mashiach only on Shabbos. We're not only waiting for Mashiach at the end of history. But by looking on a microscopic quantum level, Mashiach Tzidkenu arrives every day. Each and every day has its own arrival of Mashiach. Each and every day, each and every moment has its own redemption. And if a person is capable of aligning their mind to that, we can recognize that we can mamish taste Geula and Tikkun even before the massive Geula and Tikkun arrive. And this is what we're going to look at in the words of the Rebbe. The Rebbe says as follows. The Inyan. And the Inyan is as follows. That through the tefillah, through the prayer of each and every day, or through the avaydah of every day, through the engagement with Hashem, nivne binyan Mashiach. What we're doing is we're building the framework, the shape of Mashiach. And the person who merits will understand the light of Mashiach lefi erech hayom hazman a person will come to recognize the light of Mashiach according to the relative position of that day and that hour and that spiritual activity and the merit that a person has in that moment and that specific time. And according to this measurement of that specific moment that a person finds themselves in, a person will merit to elevate the Shekhinah out of concealment in their own lives. When I see light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life, that's what it means that I'm elevating the Shechina out of concealment. And to shatter the prison in which the Shechina of my own personal experience is stuck in, and to bring out the light of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. Again, the or of Mashiach is simply the or of Hasagas Alikus, as Rabbi Nassim tells us. It just means another Nakuda of grasping HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And here the Rebbe says something incredible, which is why I had to choose this Nakuda. The Rebbe says as follows, Because there is this or of Mashiach every day after the Avoid of Shmona Esrei and Nefila Sapayim, after we reach the or of Mashiach of that particular day, it's an akud of Geula. So there were those who wanted to take out the nusach from the Tachanan on Monday and Thursday, the words that say, how long will you leave us in containment and how long will your grandeur be in the hands of enemies? There were tzaddikim and mekubalim who didn't want to say it. Why didn't they want to say it? The kvar darash darash beraza dana adonenu hayare, the yare who was the siddur hayare, one of the bigger talmidim of the rashash, already discusses this in the end of his Sefer Kinyan Peros, because in the end of his words, he writes as follows, Ki harav arav chacham gagim, He gave a reason for not wanting to say those words. What was it? Because it's after Shmona Esrei, and if it's after Shmona Esrei on a small level, the light of Geula of that day has already arrived. So how can we say that Geula is not here? There's a gu'ula in each and every day. So how can we, after Shemona Esrei, after we've reached that level of understanding that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is in our lives, listening to every word that we say, how could it be that we're still complaining and shrying over the gullus? V'hainu amran, the Rebbe says, and it's like we said, shekvar alu ad 
all of the all of the partsuf in the worlds have elevated themselves back up to their original space like they do on Shabbos. And in this relative orientation, the Shechina is already ascendant out of Golis. There's a redemption in each and every day if we look at it closely enough, like the Torah's Chacham teaches us. And it's true that the Yareh was very anti this Minhag, understandably, because we can't speak this way out loud. says the Rebbe, in truth, however, with regards to what we're trying to point out, for those who are truly aware of what's going on, for those who attune their mind, their heart, and their body to the reality of what's taking place in each and every moment, there's no moment that is not suffused and, and saturated by the light of Mashiach. And if I attune my mind to it, then Taka, Mashiach is here for me, like the, like the story of the Vitebsker we love to bring. That for him, Mashiach already arrived. And like we said, this Geula is always going to be contained of two stages. Mashiach ben Yosef is moving from the darkness into the light, and Mashiach ben David is fixing the light itself. And we're going to skip a few pages, and, and we're going to uh, skip a few paragraphs and go to Vizeh. This is the secret of David Melech, the king of Israel, is alive and well. What does it mean he's alive and well? There's geula each and every day. It's alive. It's not dead. It's not something that's waiting to find life in the future. There is a geula in every moment and every day. And the process of tefillah itself is the way that we experience this. And for the Torah's Chacham, it's every breath and every eye, eyesight that we have in the world. And this is what Maran the Rashash wrote in his introduction to Yisrael, through the prayers and the experiences of Bnei Yisrael. We clarify and we elevate the fallen sparks of those Sheva Malachim of Shir Sakhalim that have fallen down into existence. Shir Katsuv Bachotvila each and every mitzvah, each and every tefillah has its own specific amount of clarification. Ukefi godel kavnasam, and according to our intention and awareness, vischusam, and the re- the refinement of the self, the maaseim, and our actions, vischus hazman, and the power of the time, shebo nemru hatfilahahi, that we experience that nikudan avodas Hashem. Kach godel tikunam lahalos nitzaytzet rabin deman im bekamus im beichus. According to that moment in time, we will merit to elevate this fallen light of spirituality, whether in quantity or in quality. And there's no day that is similar to the next. And there's no human being who is the same as another human being. And there's no tzaddik who is the same as his friend. And this is why we need the lowest of the low as well as the highest of the high because each and every person brings with themselves and each and every moment brings with itself its own light of Geula. Umi chacham v'yavin e'la, says the Rebbe, and who is wise enough to pay attention to this? Navoin v'yadam lahavin goydam ma'alas ha To understand the ascendant nature of what tefillah is. Lo tefillah ha-shabbos levad, not only Shabbos, ela afa tefillah ha-kvuos li'amois ha-chol, but rather each and every tefillah of y'amois ha-chol, they reach the highest possible spot in the world. 
to the extent that a person can quite literally bring Mashiach for that day through that tefillah. And to reveal the full redemption that is dependent on these two messiahs, the shlema hakalul may train ashrei hazaycha, the one that is contained by two, praiseworthy is he who merits it. Now I'm aware of the fact that the Torah's Chacham demands a little bit more attention to the details of the words and the phrases of Panimiya Satora. But the point over here is what the Rebbe is showing is that when a person learns the Torah's Chacham properly, when a person looks at the Sisrei Torah that come out of the base Medrash of the Rashash in connection with the Torah's Chacham and the Balshem Tov HaKadosh, what a person will come to is the realization that each and every fragment and moment of experience in this world contains everything that can possibly be imagined to the extent that History is not something that began long ago and is moving towards some distant future, but each and every moment is eternal and each and every moment contains within itself the potency of the all. And if I can align myself with that moment to realize that each and every moment has all of the worlds and all of the, the light of spirituality and all of the potency of experience, then that moment gets fixed. That moment is a moment of Mashiach. Ah, the next moment is a moment of... Gullus, okay, that says nothing about the previous moment, which was a moment of Mashiach. This is what we say on Friday night, Karve El Nafshi Giyolo, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh teaches us that yes, there's a collective Gullus that we're all stuck in, and we're waiting for the collective Mashiach to take us out of that. But God forbid that a person forgets about the individual Gullus that they find themselves in on a moment-to-moment basis. And for that, we can daven for our Geula on each and every day. The more ruchnius a person hops in this world, the more clarity of mind, the more intensity, the more shalom bias, the more calmness, the less anger, the slower the eating, the more kavana the bracha, the happier one is, the less despondent one is. Each of those nekudos are via samashiach. That's the coming of Mashiach for that individual, and it doesn't go away. And it's the Tarus Chacham who teaches us this, that there's not a single moment in this world that does not contain everything. Because like we said, in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, in the name of the Rishonim, Misha toifes chelek mina etzem, toifes etzem kulo. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite. But we see fragmentation. So how do you stim the two? You just realize that every fragment of fragmentation contains the infinite within itself as well. Then a person realizes that there's not such a difference between sitting and learning Gemara all day versus sitting and eating a piece of food with Kavana versus davening versus giving tzedakah versus working. Everything is illuminated. Everything is shining. And that's what the Torah of the Tzadikim are coming to show. And that's what the Torah of the Rebbe is coming to show as well, especially through the writings of the Torah's Chacham. And so we should be zaychet to the Vyasa Gula in each of our own particular circumstances in each and every moment, as well as the collective Gula that Klai Yisrael is waiting for so deeply as well. Bezrus Hashem.